Ah, greetings, B-movie aficionados. Hello, welcome to A Couple of Flicks. I am Tristan. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. And today we're going to be discussing some more 90s movies. So yeah fun fun oh yeah definitely um so let's see the first one so last time we talked about these like any 90s movies one of the films we talked about was texas chainsaw massacre the next generation and so the first film we're going to be talking about is somewhat related to that and that was your choice zach yep Um, there's Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Yes. From, I think, 1990. Yep. Or, yeah, okay. Just barely made it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Even the streaming one I read it or viewed it on said 89 for some reason. <laughs> oh, really? Maybe it's 89. I don't remember. But everywhere else, everywhere. No, it was 90 everywhere else, except for the one I use like Google Play because I had some money on my wallet. Nice. It was January 90. So maybe it was like a limited release in December or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if this were a January release. Or, Or they did one of those, released it one title and then released it later with another title. Mm. yeah and actually from what i understand the making of this movie was a bit of a rough experience so i wouldn't be surprised honestly if like i mean it doesn't seem like a lot of these texas chainsaw massacre movies had a very good uh behind the scenes situation yeah i mean even the first one was a nightmare to film apparently so (laughs) Which how, what number was uh, the other one we watched? Generation. Star that one Trek was. One? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, number four. Okay. So right after this one, okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so uh, I guess you can go ahead and start, Zach. Where, where would you like to begin with this one? I'll read the plot summary. It actually has one, surprisingly. You know, it's, <laughs> this one seemed very cut and paste. I'm surprised it has a plot summary because, I mean, what, what was the plot? I don't know. Just like the last one, I guess. Kind of not a lot happens in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, Leatherface kills a young woman, Gina, and cuts off her face to make it into a mask while Gina's sister Sarah watches from a nearby window. Yeah. Sometime later. Huh? During no opening credits, right? Yeah, usually. Yeah. Okay. This one had some of the better uh, gore effects, though, in the beginning, at least. Yeah. I know a lot of the stuff later on was, like, off-screen. Yeah, there was some editing issues with this one, too, which we can get into, but and um, that first scene too is one of those cases where i forgot because i remember that girl because she showed like the one that saw the murder she shows up yeah. late i was like well i remember her from the beginning but i don't know or remember why 
yeah, <laughs> yeah. She pretty much just her face appears in the window during the opening yeah. credits, but like there was no way to tell at the beginning of the movie like what was happening or who that who the character was that got killed because you only hurt hear her scream and that's it or yeah and was was she supposed to be from like two i forget what happens in two so this doesn't appear to be related to two um this seems to take place uh quite a bit of time later um I, it seems as though uh leatherface is relocated in this one yeah it's weird because like it seems every sequel to texas chainsaw massacre is a direct sequel yeah <laughs> but then every family seems completely different from the last one yeah um yeah i think during the opening credits they mentioned that the uh the patriarch of, of the family was the only one that ended up getting arrested you know and that leatherface was considered an alter ego of his you know but then it said that means that if if he wasn't an alter ego that Leatherface is still at large or something like that. I forget what it said, but yeah. yeah. Uh, sometime later, a couple traveling through Texas, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michelle and Ryan reach the last chance gas station where they meet a hitchhiker named Tex, who's played by Vigo Mortensen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which shortly before that there was a little bit because i guess that they're like getting divorced from what i understand or they're separating or something like that yeah something like that yeah um but they're still going on a road trip together just to kind of like do their thing i guess um yeah i was looking away at it for a minute or two and i for some reason thought they were siblings even <laughs> <laughs> probably would have actually worked better that way Honestly. It made sense a little later that there were at least at one point a couple or something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they were divorced already, but um, I think they're working on things through this road trip or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're giving things a second go. Um, and I, but at some point though, like shortly before they get to the gas station, there was a little bit where um, some uh, officers were pulling some corpses out of uh, some kind of um, muck which was a little weird. And they were when some of them were dressed in hazmat suits and yeah, anyway. Yeah. But that happened. <laughs> so. Yeah, thought they were going to do something else with that, but the, no. then the guy explained it too cuz he's like a medical student. He says if they're entombed or in whatever the right way, they the body can decompose in a specific way that it is like poisonous. Yeah. So yeah and I, around the hazmat suits and all gooey and shit <laughs> yeah it, it, and like you said the effects did look pretty gnarly so um yeah and then there was also a bit with an armadillo which um actually in this it's, it's sort of an homage to the first film because there's like one of the first shots in the first film is a dead armadillo but in this um it's like a situation where it's actually kind of foreshadowing for the character because like the main girl she's go she goes over to the armadillo to kill it with a rock and then she's like oh no i can't do it you do it and so her her ex-husband does it instead um but yeah they made sure to show that specifically because we want to all you know make it clear that she she does experience some character growth later and yeah anyway <laughs> yeah anyway all right sorry you can go ahead and read the plot are you good um 
meet the hitchhiker named Tex and the station's owner, Alfredo. I didn't realize that was his name, but yeah, neither did I. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know his name at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a fight soon breaks out between Tex and Alfredo, and Tex finds Alfredo spying on Michelle as she uses the station restroom. Mm. As Michelle yeah. and Ryan flee in their car, they witness Alfredo apparently killing Tex with a shotgun. It didn't seem like that to me, but yeah, I think the yeah, guy was... It was all bullshit too. After watching yeah. the previous one, we watched, I was like, I know yeah. what this is. <laughs> yeah, they're totally. all in cahoots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they Illuminati at this point. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't. I think these are uh, lower tier. I don't. I, I think this is pre Illuminati. <laughs> Because, yeah, the, these people don't do a very good job. No. <laughs> uh, when Ryan and Michelle become lost, the driver of a large truck throws a dead coyote at their windshield. Mm. Uh, as Ryan changes the car's flat tire, Leatherface appears and ambushes them, but they manage to drive off unscathed. Yeah. Although their car gets damaged. He, like, rips the trunk off or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bunch of holes. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, Michelle, Ryan, and another driver, a survivalist named Benny, crash when a bloodied Tex leaps in front of the car. Oh yeah, that was confusing. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like. <laughs> yeah, I like looked away for a split second, and they were already like on the ground and shit. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, if Eagle was in it for just like a frame or two, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> yeah, it's really badly edited at points. So. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Michelle, Ryan, and Benny decide to find Tex. On the way, Benny discovers a hook-handed man named Tinker. I also didn't catch his name. <laughs> <laughs> Tinker. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, <laughs> who offers his assistance in setting down road flares? Benny soon mm -hmm. realizes Tinker's real intentions after he finds a damaged chainsaw in the back of his truck. Yeah. He, he flees and encounters Leatherface, but is saved by Sarah, who had earlier escaped Leatherface. Yeah, one thing that's that's also kind of cool is that Benny is played by. Uh, Ken Foray from Dawn of the Dead. And he also played the dad in Keenan and Kel. <laughs> I always forget that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's like a survivalist dude. It's pretty he's pretty cool, you know. Yeah. Doesn't get a lot to do, but he's still a cool character. You know? Yeah. And then that girl's just hanging around there their house for some reason I, she, I think she explained why but stupid reason she, whatever it was yeah it, she, she must get lost really easily because she was talking about how she got lost in the woods for five days but I don't know you think if you're that close to the highway oh yeah she did explain she not to go on the roads because they're watching the roads oh okay so okay. oh that's she right I couldn't remember. figure out how to get past them without going on the roads i don't know yeah okay yeah because it was a secret road that tex led them to 
Like, oh, yeah, and so yeah. when they're driving away, he's like, oh, go the, go the Cowboys route, go the Cowboys route, instead of taking the highway, which didn't really make any sense to me, honestly, because like he he refused to go that way up until the point that he got shot but whatever i guess they needed to have an excuse for the movie to start so yeah <laughs> uh benny learns that sarah's entire family was killed and that leatherface and his family are watching the roads there we go <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, Benny hears Michelle and Ryan, Ryan calling for him and leaves Sarah and Leatherface kills her with his chainsaw a short time later yeah, uh, yeah surprisingly... she escaped for so long and then got caught in a trap yeah got skewered Yeah. oh yeah the whole woods are booby trapped mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, which doesn't actually, it only ends up kind of being a problem once. So, but, yeah. Twice. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they find two, at least two different traps. Yeah. <laughs> Although there's only a problem once, yeah. Yeah, but there was an alternate ending where a third one could have been used, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, anyway, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Leatherface then attacks Michelle and Ryan, capturing the latter when he gets caught in a bear trap. Oh, I forgot about that one, too. (laughs) So three. That was like the only one I could think of for some reason. Anyway, go on. Um, There's only like one paragraph left. (laughs) We've kind of covered half the movie already. Well, there was the traps. Okay, there was the one that Benny found that just triggered. I was like, oh, not getting caught by that one. Yeah. That one. Yeah, there was that one. There was one that the guy gets caught in a bear trap in, and then there was another one. I don't even remember. In the it was it must have been later on in the movie. I, we'll get to that, I guess. Um, yeah. Actually, honestly, so this is actually probably when the most stuff starts happening around about this point, right? Like, yeah, this is like the halfway mark too. Yeah. Yeah, the, the movie takes a long time to get to this point, you know, and this is, I mean, most of the film up to this point is kind of just them running around in the woods. Um, yeah, Ken Forey gets confused and, you know, learns stuff along the way. His character kind of just learns pretty much everything he's supposed to learn, um, while the other two characters, like, they, they spend part of the time passed out because he gave them some medicine um that put them to sleep <laughs> yeah um which is he, a, a was, strange he had a gun too yeah but um, he didn't grab all his ammo because he's an idiot yeah because he, he was doing that yeah trying to load it <laughs> and then the car like the truck starts driving on him but he could have again just grabbed it and you know ran off ran out the way yeah yeah, pretty you much. Had to stand right in front of the truck, and jump at the last second. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess we could go about this sentence by sentence if you want. Sure. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> escaping, Michelle locates a house and is captured by text. Text <laughs> revealed yeah. to be one of the Sawyers, who brings her into the kitchen and introduces her to the already deceased and decomposed grandpa. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Okay, it does skip a few different things. Okay, so, yeah, she shows up at the house, and uh, 
she's kind of like trying to basically find help and uh there's like this little girl upstairs um who's like crying or whatever and she's got like a skeleton like a baby skeleton that she's holding like it's a doll which is pretty gross and um it turns out she's a member of the family which is kind of a twisted little thing that this i, I don't think i think this is one of the only um texas chainsaw massacre movies that did that i think I they may that. have also done a remake too but i don't know yeah remember. yeah i think yeah. the remake yeah but i don't think that kid did anything like i think that kid actually was like a good good like a good guy whereas this kid is not <laughs> actually yeah. she does something kind of evil um at one point in the movie which uh yeah it probably it might say in the plot summary but um, yeah kind of kind of does all right um but uh tinker then drags in the badly injured ryan whom he and tech suspend upside down with a pair of meat hooks oh actually wait i one thing that that was bullshit um he should have gotten killed like okay when he got caught in the bear trap and then Leatherface showed up with the chainsaw, it sounded like he was getting killed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it did sound like it. Up. Yeah. And he was going, oh, and screaming like he was yeah, dying. I, th I thought there was like a close-up of Leatherface with blood splattered on him or something. Maybe that was yeah. a different scene, but. Yeah, I didn't. I thought he may have lived to, just the way it was edited because they didn't really show him the way they showed her him mowing the girl yeah. down. That that might be the when he got splattered is when he cut the girl in half on the tree. But this yeah. one was weirdly edited. Yeah. So I and, thought, and also oh. yeah, and, well, and the other reason I kind of figured he hadn't died is because his the. The main girl, when she was running away, and she didn't seem to give a fuck at all about the fact that Leatherface was killing him. So that was like the other hint. It's like, ah, he's probably not dead. So, but anyway, but they do do something kind of pretty gnarly to her. They nail her hands to the chair, which that was that was new. I don't think they did that in the other Chainsaw movies. So I don't think so. Yeah, or at least not in the first two. Yeah. Reminded me of the scene in the Devil's Rejects. Yeah, yeah, that, that was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when another face returns home, Tex equips him with a large golden chainsaw. I don't really think it was golden, though. Well, I guess the handle was. Oh, he said he chromed it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> So we'll just say that large chrome chainsaw with the words sure. "the saw is family" engraved on it. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was kind of dumb, but whatever. Yeah, I have a, I have an old drawing I did in middle school of Leatherface holding this chainsaw somewhere. The nice. one that says "saw is family." <laughs> yeah, I, lo I mean, I love the poster of him holding that. You know, yeah. that's pretty cool. I wish I could find that drawing somewhere. Oh, I, get, I bet it's somewhere. It's probably like on on a shelf above something or something. Yeah. Somewhere in some basement. Yep. Um, in the woods, Benny finds Alfredo and apparently kills him. No, oh, yeah, he like punches him and he falls into the swamp. 
Yeah. Or the pond or whatever. The whole swamp thing was weird, but. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. (laughs) As the family prepare for dinner in the kitchen, the little girl kills Ryan. That's all it says. But. Um... Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She pulls. So, so yeah, they're basically. All right. So this is kind of the only difference from what I understand like between the R-rated version and the unrated version is in the R-rated version it doesn't show who kills the guy apparently from what I understand whereas in the unrated version they do um, but like they're they're basically just about to kill him with the hammer and then she shows up and says wait no stop not again and it's like supposed to psych you out into thinking like she's trying she's trying to get them to stop the killing and she's like you told me I was gonna get to do this one and so then they put her in the chair and she's like, all right, I'm going to do this. One, two, three. And she, she pulls the string and it kills, kills her ex-husband. So it's pretty gruesome. Yeah. Yeah. Drops a hammer on his face. Yeah. <laughs> of course, they don't show that, but they show her him no. her, like pulling the string. So. <clears throat> Now, Leatherface prepares to kill Michelle as well, but Benny opens fire on the house with an automatic rifle, killing Anne and presumably Tinker. Mm, he gets, uh, yeah, like he um, he gets like his fingers and his ear blown off, <clears throat> and then also the matriarch, who's like this weird lady with a voice box, she gets shot like four or five times too. Yeah. I sounded so dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was weird. She did not sound intimidating at all. She no. was like, you have to do what mommy tells you to do. And she just sounded <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Like a really old text-to-speech kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually, there was one kind of funny moment. Um, there's a, a few little funny jokes in this movie here and there where Leatherface is playing alphabet soup on one of those old D-pads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Picture of a clown, and he just kept putting in food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a cheap joke, but it was funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, Michelle escapes and flees to the woods, pursued by Leatherface, while Benny kills Tex. That was my favorite part. Oh, yeah, the Chekhov's lighter. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that was hilarious. Because yeah. the girl from before gave him a lighter when they were smoking, a, like, smoking some cigs out, just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> said, you can keep this. And you're like, okay, this is going to come on play later. Yeah, he gave it to her for zero reasons. And she had it for zero reasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Benny rushes to Michelle's aid but Leatherface apparently kills him oh yeah this was all in the swamp yeah it's really stupid like knocks the chainsaw out of Leatherface's hands and it somehow is still on and floating at the same time (laughs) that was really dumb yeah and it looked like he got killed too when it hit him in the head yeah Yeah. So, like, such a cheap... Yeah, okay, anyway. (laughs) Uh, In revenge, 
Michelle apparently kills Leatherface. Yeah, this is when the character growth happens where she couldn't <laughs> kill the armadillo with the rock late earlier in the movie. But then she says, sorry, little guy, three times for some reason to Leatherface and um, and kills him with a rock, I guess. It's <laughs> him a bunch, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> And then yeah, oh, and this, she was she was dragged. She was dragged there by a trap, like she got set on a trap. Oh. Off. That was one of the traps. Okay, uh, you see, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah she I like did too. Yeah, she walked into the string trap, and it pulled her like she was like a like in the woods in that Van Damme movie. Um, hard hard target. Oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> Or in the next movie, too. Oh, yeah, that one. Who would have thought? Yeah. Some random ass shit in common. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. All right. And then the, et- then, then the ending. Oh, wait. Before we get to the ending. um, So in the alternate ending, <clears throat> the thing that happens after she kills Leatherface She's walking away, and then Tex shows up, and he's all crispy, burnt up, and he walks into a spike trap and dies. <laughs> I don't know why they took that out. That would have been awesome. Probably because it was funny. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it was pretty funny, actually. Is that on the Blu-ray? I'll have to re-put that in. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's on the Blu-ray, but I know that it's on the DVD, because um, I have the old DVD that had like the two different versions on it and um so i watched the unrated version instead of the r-rated version because i yeah but um from what i understand though the unrated version isn't really that much longer it's only just like like less than a minute's difference i think the one on the blu-ray is the unrated one i don't know what they have streaming but yeah Mm, I did see the girl pull the thing, so okay. yeah. that means the unread. Then yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's like the biggest difference is that scene. So okay. <clears throat> All right. Uh, as dawn breaks, Michelle reaches the main road before Alfredo's pickup truck, driven by driven by a surviving Benny, stops in front of her. As Benny helps her into the truck, Alfredo appears and attacks him. Benny avoids Alfredo's attacks and Michelle kills Alfredo before the pair drive away, unaware that a surviving Leatherface is revving his chainsaw some distance away. Mm-hmm. And Menacing. by the way, yeah, it, I mean, <clears throat> you know, they, they have to open it up for a sequel, you know, because um, that was New Line's goal here was... Sorry, there was a bug. Um, that was New Line's goal was to try and restart a new slasher franchise, you know, with this because they got the they somehow got the rights to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, <clears throat> so they wanted to try to do what they were doing with um, Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees. Didn't work so well with this one. Um, not for lack of trying. Uh, it was pretty dumb that Benny comes back with a pretty mild looking cut on his head. <laughs> yeah. That he got killed with a chainsaw. I was confused yeah. by that, yeah. Yeah. That made me so angry. But it was pretty funny though when she shot the um Alfredo guy. Yeah, like pretty much that... just dropped in place. 
Yeah. <laughs> like what? Yeah, it was funny. Just... Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> honestly, this barely felt like a horror movie to me. It felt like an action movie, like with Leatherface. Yeah. It's pretty much just about a, like some lady and a survivalist guy having to do battle against the Leatherface clan. And like, that's pretty much it. It's, yeah. So I guess yeah. sort of like Hills Have Eyes, I suppose, but not really. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What would you get on a scale of one to five overall? I think I gave it a two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was, it had some okay moments. I mean, I definitely the next one was a lot worse, but yeah, <laughs> yeah watchable, <clears throat> but not that enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would. I think two and a half is pretty fair. I I was not thrilled with it 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 had some good gore effects here and there i like that it was a little bit it was like you know kind of bleaker in some ways than the other texas chainsaw massacre movies just as far as the atmosphere goes and the fact that it, you know they're mostly running around in the dark and stuff i like those aspects um but eh, it, yeah it was mostly uninteresting until the house stuff i felt yeah so. Yeah, I gave it a two and a half as well. Just for basically the same reasons. It was mostly uninteresting, but not bad. You know, uh, uh, and it <laughs> seemed like all the other Texas Chainsaw Massacres we watched. Besides the Netflix yeah. one, I guess that was kind of a departure, but. Yeah. I mean, basically, if you're looking for a Texas Chainsaw Massacre that has the bare basics in it, the cannibalism, the chainsaw deaths, you know, and the crazy messed up family stuff. This film basically has all the check marks. Um, so, yeah, it's it's your basic Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie is what I'd call it. So. Yeah. Although I will say, I think the trailer is better than the movie. <laughs> Did you ever see the trailer? Probably have a while ago, but. It shows like a shot of a lake, right? It's really beautiful. And then Leatherface shows up at the lake um, and you only see him from the back. You know, he's just like this big guy with a mullet. And then <clears throat> the lady of the lake, like in the King Arthur legend, <laughs> throws a chainsaw out of the lake and he catches it in his arms. And then <laughs> he turns around and it shows that it's Leatherface and it says Leatherface. And that's the trailer. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's one that's of the hilarious. best trailers ever. <laughs> but speaking of naturistic, um, you know, scenery, let's talk about my movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so initially, my choice was Meteor Man, but it has been stricken. <laughs> It's another one of those. Um, they pulled a, uh, a uh, what, what was it? Mannequin. They pulled a mannequin on us. So, <clears throat> so I had to go with another choice. Forest Warrior starring Chuck Norris. Um, I didn't choose it for any particular reason. Um, the only reason I, I basically chose it was because I remember seeing a clip online like a long, long time ago 
of um like this guy with a chainsaw like sewing, sawing through a tree and then suddenly the chainsaw stops and he looks up and chuck norris is staring him in the eyes that's <laughs> literally the only reason i chose this movie was because i knew that scene was in it so good enough reason you know yeah i saw that i'm like okay i i don't even i'm not gonna read anymore i just want to watch it so um but i did look at the poster and honestly the poster is pretty misleading because it makes it look like chuck norris is kind of the main character he's not um it turns out this is not really a chuck norris action movie it's actually more of a eco Eco message, each an eco themed uh, family picture, which we've watched a couple of those on this show. Now we've watched yeah. what was that little, little yeah. bigfoot? Little bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> yep, which this movie reminded me very much of. I must say, for reasons yes. that I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Bad lumberjack guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Seem to be a plot of a lot of '90s children's movies. Yeah. Bad lumberjacks. <laughs> I'm all for it. I mean. <laughs> Um, and then also, um, there was another one we watched, uh, Milk Money. That was also kind of eco-themed as well, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. If memory serves, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Half of that no. one's lost on me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I remember the name of it being a yeah. weird movie, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, <clears throat> but all right, so. This movie, it follows a scrappy group of kids who, actually, I feel kind of weird saying this, but the first in the first scene, I actually thought they were all girls, and then like they start talking, and I was like, oh, okay, no, they just for some reason they and they they were dressed like boys, so I don't know why they all why I thought they were all girls, but only one of them is, and her name is Aust- Austina or Austine or something like that. I don't remember. Um. Oh, do you have notes? <laughs> Yeah, it was Austin, and I just wrote down that. That's a weird name. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard oh. that name. Did you guys catch who the writer was? Oh, no. Who's the writer? Ron Swanson. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that during the credits. Yeah. And I'm like, ah. Guy, <laughs> check all yeah. I wonder if that's where they got the character name from for Parks and Rec. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> who knows? But that's hilarious. <laughs> um so uh yeah she's kind of the the leader of the group which is kind of interesting um but uh the movie starts off there's this dude around this campfire telling this story about this this man in the woods who i guess he was i i don't know he was trying to protect the forest from like developers or something i'm I'm not clear exactly but they kill him it was way back uh, when he yeah. was start, he was trying to save his Indian wife because he, okay, he was like yeah. one of the, uh, a settler that married an Indian wife and yeah came across That's them bad loggers yeah yeah, yeah. okay <clears throat> yeah yeah trappers and, um, though instead of loggers yeah right yeah and um, although he does beat them up before that happens you know so uh, so you you know you get the typical type of Chuck Norris fight scenes which aren't as cool as i remembered them being yeah just non-stop roundhouse kicks yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and uh so like after the story is done they're all kind of sitting there and then they're kind of leaving and um you know some of the kids are speculating about whether it's true or not 
And then the one girl's like, oh, it's so sad. And the other kid's like, what's sad? She's like, he never got to see his wife. And he's like, yeah, that's sad. And then he throws coal <laughs> on the fire. <laughs> she holds on to that the whole damn movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. And so, uh, all right. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, turns out there's a situation in town. The film takes place in a little small town, you know. Long story short, there's land developers who are going to tear tear down what they call to be a few trees when in reality it's, you know, the forest. And uh, somebody who I guess has been involved in the town hall for a while is kind of headlining it. Um, in fact, he's, he's more or less like pushing it for it to happen, even though like the, the land developers are the ones who are sort of I mean, there's a typical kind of snickering guys in the suits who hang out in the corner going like, oh, this is going to be so good. We're going to make so much money type of thing. And, um, you know, but then the town, the guy who actually has the connection to the forest, which you later find out, like Chuck Norris already has beef with him before the movie even or before all that stuff even gets in, gets going. Um, he's the one who's really like pushing for it to happen, which I'm guessing has to do with the guilt he feels. I don't know, but we'll get there. Um, <clears throat> so the five kids, um, I know one of them's named Travis. I Forgive me for not remembering their names. Uh, I think the youngest <laughs> one was named I Travis. I don't remember any of them. Yeah. yeah and there's no uh, Wikipedia for this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> well, uh they you know they decide to pretty much go back into the forest because they want to i guess pr protect the land and they figure if they're there they can maybe it maybe it'll somehow persuade the developers from wrecking the place um oh one I thought thing I they were just going camping oh well maybe that i mean that maybe that's what it started off as being because I was a little confused as to why they were going into the woods, because I wasn't sure if they were going to camp or if they were just going for a hike. Um, the only hint I had was the guy, the guy giving them toilet paper. But he only <laughs> gave them a single roll, which five kids in the woods, like, you need more than a single roll. So I thought, man, nah, they're probably just going hiking. But I don't know, maybe they were going camping. Um, that's, a, the that's what I got, yeah, because they all brought, like, sleeping bags and shit. Yeah, yeah, I, you're probably right. I was just ignoring that, I guess. Um, but um, Austina's uh, or Austin's uh, dad is was a former uh, officer, um, and I guess he's an alcoholic or something. Yeah, random guess. side plot. <laughs> yeah, I mean the film doesn't really spell it out because it's a kids movie, but. He slurs his speech and acts weird, uncomfortable. So that's my only guess. Acts um, tired. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. You know, it's not that bad, like type of thing. Um, oh, but yeah, so they, so, all right. So they go into the woods. The Travis kid, uh, I, oh, maybe it's because of that initiation thing. Well, okay. So the Travis kid kind of falls behind and then he, gets freaked out there's a spooky moment they, he gets he shows up they they're in this big fortress it's like what is all this they're looking around they all get freaked out by something inside of it they assume it's a monster forgive me if i forget anything i'm trying to get to the good part <laughs> <laughs> the end <laughs> <laughs> i mean this, the movie takes a while but um all right so <clears throat> 
I mean, there's not a lot to the movie at all. It's, yeah, there really yeah. isn't. Um, all right. So basically the whole movie. All right. Yeah. I, I, I don't need to go into the logistics, but basically what ends up happening is the kids end up having to sort of do battle with these developers who more or less kind of are wreaking havoc. Like at one point they blow up part of the fortress. At one point they, you know, actually literally show up to just start buzzing down trees basically with pretty much no strategy apparently because the guys even say at one point oh let's just start cutting down trees let's not wait for him to tell us what to do um i mean that's how evil these people the characters in this movie are is yeah. they just want to cut they, down everything they dynamite um, yeah the most like evil part is they dynamite that tree house with <laughs> almost potentially killing children (laughs) right which leads to a ridiculous detour in the movie that goes on forever um where everybody thinks the girl is dead and then the dad has this really epic crying scene where he's like dear god in heaven no (laughs) (laughs) um yeah let's see oh and there's also a part where the kids put potatoes in the in the um exhaust pipes of the developers and and there's all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, they happens. do some Home Alone. They do, it's like Home Alone in the Woods type shit. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty incredible, you know. But all that stuff that I'm talking about, like, I mean, it's probably about 80, 80% of the movie, maybe 75% of the movie, I'd say. But the reason to see this movie, of course, like the, probably the reason most people are going to see this movie is for Chuck Norris. So let me tell you what he does, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> this guy... When when this movie refers to him as a spirit as a forest warrior, they mean he's like a forest spirit, because he can take the shape of a bear, he can take the shape of a wolf, and he can take the shape of an eagle, and he kind of flashes in and out like a ghost. What do you guys think of those effects? So good. Yeah. <laughs> the eagle it's one like, was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Swooping down into a fucking flying leg kick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah. when they introduce him the, the guys show up to start you know doing whatever they're doing and suddenly he swoops down and just starts beating the crap out of them dressed in this native american garb which just doesn't it just doesn't look like it even like it looks oversized on chuck norris which is hilarious and he's got like a um, weird half mullet thing going on yeah he <laughs> <laughs> just Yep. he doesn't he looks like uh he looks even he looks like the biggest hippie i've ever seen like he looks hippier than any hippie they call ever. him hippie a bunch too <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's like his insult and yeah that's, yeah if you insult chuck norris and call him a hippie he's not gonna take too kindly to it basically he just whoops everybody's ass in this movie but it's not really very cool because like he'll roundhouse kick somebody and instead of it being realistic They'll just go like flying across the forest. So basically, he's just going around the movie level 99ing everybody. And um, <clears throat> I think, I guess that, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that's probably why they decided to blow up the fort, was because they thought somehow maybe that would kill him. Or maybe they blew it out, blew it up because it was in their way. Doesn't really say. They're villains. I guess it doesn't I matter. I think they just said the kids would be a problem. And then they, mm-hmm. they 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 catch them say fishing. Oh, they'll be down there for the rest of the day. But the little kid scrapes his elbow, <laughs> so they go back yeah. early. <clears throat> Pretty much, yeah. Which, yeah, 
Um, and then, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so there's a bunch of shit that happens. I, you know, I, it's actually probably better to not spoil it because you kind of have to see it to believe it. Actually, part of the reason it kind of took me a little late to start recording is because I had to rewind it a few times just to rewatch some of the fight scenes <laughs> because they were so peculiar. <laughs> um, like, I, but the best part of the movie, though, is when he talks to the, the town hall guy and go puts him through this guilt trip because he accidentally sets a fire in the forest um when he was like years ago i guess when he was a kid maybe even and chuck norris oh sorry mckenna that's chuck norris's character's name mckenna mckenna says jedediah mckenna (laughs) yeah jedediah mckenna (laughs) he says i stopped that fire because of your neck or i i stopped that fire that was caused by your negligence and all this stuff the guy refuses to listen to reason. So Chuck Norris says, all right, well, will you listen to this? And he transforms into a bear. And it, that that was my favorite part of the movie. I laughed so hard at that. That was incredible. Yeah, scared him straight. <laughs> yeah. And so the guy, he loses his mind and goes insane. Um, and is like talking about how he loves the forest and he is obsessed with bears. And then the movie ends. Okay, so all the kids are all right. They're all high-fiving each other and being all happy, (laughs) doing whatever they do. Uh, Congratulations, you saved the forest. Um, The girl's dad gets his badge back. And then she turns around, and in in the light of the woods, she sees Chuck Norris standing next to his wife, smiling at her. And then she's like, yes, they made it. They made it. And the movie ends. Um, I'd have to say my biggest complaint about this movie: Why did Chuck Norris make the kids do all the work? I don't know. <sighs> Stupid. Yeah, yeah, he could have done everything. Apparently, just wanted yeah, to I'm kick sure. people. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess you know that's how it goes. But honestly, he could have done a lot more. Like, he seriously, he could have, like, stopped them in their tracks, like, right at their vehicles. He didn't even have to, like, like, I don't know. He had to wait for them to practically blow up the forest before he did anything, basically. So, Mm -hmm. and I don't know. That's not really that much of a hero, to be honest. You know, not somebody I really look up to. Not gonna (laughs) lie. (laughs) But still, I, I I, you know, I thought it was cool when he did beat everybody up, you know, even though. It's pretty terrible the fight choreography, you know. So usually the fact they even with, tried. Yeah. What? They usually are with the Chuck Norris movies. Yeah, yeah. We don't have very good luck with these Chuck Norris movies, but <clears throat> I don't know. We'll, we'll keep trying. Yeah, still plenty of them. Yeah, I, actually, I just got a bunch of them in today on Blu-ray. Actually. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, anytime you're up for some Chuck Norris, I'm I'm all for it. You know, because I'll I'll watch any of these movies. So I'll watch the worst ones. I'll watch Forest Warrior. That'll tell you everything <laughs> you need to know. So, but I don't know. Do you guys want to share your thoughts real quick before I kind of give my final thoughts? Um. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be a children's movie either, but definitely expecting a lot more chuck kind of a disappointment but 
I mean, so far, pretty much every Chuck Norris movie I've seen is a disappointment. <laughs> yeah. You know, with the, all the epic Chuck Norris jokes, you'd expect some better movies from him, but... Right? Yeah. <laughs> so confused with that. I mean... <laughs> yeah. I am, too. <laughs> um, I think I may, like, when I was first started this up like the trailer played and i was like oh wait this is a kids movie i think I... oh no you're freezing i was a kid yeah no worries we can we can try again hold on All right. Sorry. What was that? Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm on the right internet. Yes. So I I think I saw this when I was a kid, just because like I remember it a little vaguely. Um, and I was I was I like Walker Texas Ranger. I I think when I was a kid as well. So I think we just rented it at one time. Yeah. But nice. I don't remember anything other than kind of the kids being it being a kids movie and shit like that. Yeah. But watching it this time, yeah, it was real boring. There was a lot of nature shots and the same fights. It was like Chuck Norris beating the same guys over and over and over poorly. Um, yeah. You know, like one and a half, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's what I gave it. One and a half. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I'm I'm gonna be generous this with this one. You know, I you guys think I'm crazy, but I, I think I'm gonna give it a solid three. Um, and the reason why there's a lot of reasons actually. I mean, I didn't expect this to be a kids movie either. I thought it was just gonna be Chuck Norris being like a spiritual Jesus in the woods doing cool stuff, you know. Um, but I was actually pleasantly surprised. Like it had, I mean, it, yeah, I could imagine like it would be pretty dull for. <laughs> it like going in not really knowing what to expect like and just kind of getting bombarded by a lot of like long shots of animals just in the woods and kids camping and playing in the river and all this stuff but lots of logging shots too oh yeah lots of logging shots not as good as little bigfoot logging shots though that's one thing i will say yeah the logging footage in in little bigfoot is far superior because those shots were actually like really close whereas these shots were i don't know it was kind of the same shot but from like again and again it was just like a side shot of like logs going into a a chipper i i mean it was a cool shot but it was just one shot they could have had a little bit more variety um but there were still some some decent logging shots. I I think this movie was a missed opportunity in many ways. I think they really could have explored the serious like um, dichotomy between you know mankind machinery versus nature woodland. I feel like there were there were a lot of little moments here and there where they could have done more. But I like the message. I like the kids. I thought the Chuck Norris stuff was a little stupid, but I thought it was hilarious. And I still enjoyed watching that stuff um, just to laugh at it, really. Uh, some of it was kind of dumb, like the, the guy falling 
and going, oh, you know, I mean, I know it's supposed to be a kid's movie, but you don't have to have cartoon sound effects and, you know, people slipping on banana peels type stuff. Like, and, oh, right. And the thing that tied it to the other movie was he got caught in one of those traps with the lock and pulled, yeah. pulled through the entire forest. Yeah. And then off a cliff. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> um, uh, it reminded but, me of, um, have you guys seen Hot Rod? Yes. Yeah, yeah it reminded <laughs> me of that, that, the funniest scene in the movie where he's dancing. And yeah. then, oh shit! <laughs> and it's like a four minute long scene of him falling down a mountain. Yeah, no, I love, yeah. I love Hot Rod. Yeah. Hot Rod's so good. <laughs> Um, and then I also like the animal footage, honestly. I thought the bear was cute. I thought the owl, there was one shot of these two owls, like this big owl and this little owl and the bigger one's like, ooh, ooh. And then the little one goes, ooh, ooh. And it's like looking around and they, there's like some personality. You get lots of close-ups of different leaves. I don't know. I liked it. For some reason, it, it was my cup of tea. I I'm surprised they let the bears near the kids or that bear near the kids and shit. I don't know. They're yeah, petting I mean, with it and feeding it and stuff. Yeah, it must have been a, either a really well-trained bear or like maybe it was a pet. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'd have to say uh, I don't know. I know this is directed by Chuck Norris's brother, I think. Um, yeah. Well, and he yeah. and he did Sidekicks with Jonathan Brandis, which I like. Jonathan Brandis, I like Chuck Norris. Didn't like Sidekicks whatsoever. This I actually, I actually thought was better than Sidekicks. So three, three out of five for me. Still gotta watch Sidekicks. It's terrible, but I don't know. <laughs> I'd, I'd be willing to give it another shot. <laughs> Vinegar Syndrome's putting it out next year. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, looks like uh, we're not done with Chuck Norris then. <laughs> All right. Uh, do either you have to use the bathroom before we talk about our next movie? Or... Should be good unless you guys go. Okay. I know this one's a little bit more of an epic, so I wasn't sure. I'm all set if you guys are, yeah. <clears throat> okay. I think I am. So let's give it a shot. <clears throat> and how's my internet sound? Am I choppy or anything? Uh, you seem a good tiny so bit, but. Better. That's what I was wondering because it does. I feel a little choppy. Yeah, but, but <clears throat> I don't know if there's much I can do at this point. Okay, well, we'll try it and see how it goes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So speaking of uh, ecology and protecting the earth and all that stuff, let's uh, let's talk about your movie. Tank Girl is the <laughs> movie I chose. um from 95 um it's also based on a so it's based on a comic book i gather um Mm -hmm. there's lots of comic book shots in it there's even animated scenes and stuff yeah it's a pretty stylized movie um definitely you know lots of it it opens with a devo song Mm mm-hmm Apparently, Courtney Love did the soundtrack or chose the soundtrack at least to it or something, too. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so it's it starts out with a little exposition that the, it's in, like, 2033. The world was destroyed or whatever. It's post-apocalyptic by, like, a meteor. 
yeah. and it hasn't rained in like a decade or something so it's like mad max water is a currency mm -hmm. um <clears throat> narrated by Right? yeah it seems like it yeah it's i don't think it was shot there but yeah it was, takes place there yeah. um yeah narrated by whatever tank girl they don't really they never call her tank girl i noticed they just call her rebecca <laughs> yeah they call they call the other girl i mean jet i don't know if they say jet girl i think they say at least jet girl once maybe but her name is also just jet <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah definitely a comic book movie so mm -hmm. yeah and the main girl played by i think Lori petty from um free willy <laughs> yeah yeah i was trying so hard to place her too because i was like i know like i know this lady but it was from for me orange is the new black she's plays one of their characters in that yeah she's also yeah. in uh poly shore movie in the army now <laughs> I gotta watch that one again. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, water's a new water's the resource they're looking uh, uh, to get. Um, we see them at their little compound. They have like a commune type little base of operations. Uh, yeah. Uh, we see. I don't know what was who the fuck was it? Dennis Mc. <laughs> Or McDowell, what is it? Malcolm McDowell? Oh, Malcolm McDowell, yeah. Yeah. He's the, the villain. He's the villain. He's perfect for this uh, one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always, always make, does the best villains. Yeah. Some intro with him. They like, they, they have to get some. I think it's the compound they're going to target. And he, you know, kills his main henchman with some weapon that drains the water out of people. <laughs> yeah pretty gross actually yeah. <laughs> and then he drinks it <laughs> yeah see the skin go down to the bone it was pretty cool yeah 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 so yeah this was like uh one of those r-rated you know adult comic book movies swearing and shit <laughs> yeah yeah there's what's that that girl she calls that one guy a butt smear and then the I forget what the line says, but she she says something like, "Don't hey, don't use the word butt smear. Call him dickwad or something." Yeah, <laughs> she says, call him asshole or dickwad. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, there was some good some good raunchy humor in this one. So, and I saw this when I was pretty young too, so I remembered it being pretty raunchy. But like, even as an adult, there were some pretty raunchy like, whoa type of bits here now <clears throat> yep so it kicks off basically the plot with um the water and power is the bad corporation that's the name of the bad corporation they attack their compound because they were siphoning water off of off of them they kill everyone basically and kidnap a little girl that's there mm -hmm. um and yeah they take a uh, tank girl hostage as well um and they keep her alive for some reason even though she like murders a dude in the airplane <laughs> she kills like like seven guys right when they show up I, like she like starts shooting everybody <laughs> um and also like i think that girl it's either her adoptive daughter or like just 
or maybe it was just her actual but I, I it's not clear what the relationship between her and the little girl is but it's clear that there's like it's a like a familial type of relationship almost though or something like that a guardianship yeah. Yeah, the whole the whole plot of the movie is basically to get her back. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So yeah, the tank girl gets captured, putting in a prison camp. Um. Yeah, there was one moment where she <clears throat> goes to take a shower, and it's like a bunch of sand stuff. Like uh, a, right. And the Portishead song. Um. Was it Rhodes? Is playing during that scene. You know, there was a lot of great music in this movie. A couple of yeah. Bjork songs and yeah, Joan Jett. Yeah, I guess Courtney Love. Yeah, yeah, Can she knows her for that. <laughs> there was a whole song by like in this movie too, I believe, at one point. So, so yeah, Ice Tea, Ice Tea. <laughs> oh yeah, Ice Tea gets in there too. Yeah, there's even a song by Stomp. Speaking of 90s, there's a Stomp song. You got you guys remember Stomp? I haven't watched that stupid yeah. crap in music. <laughs> yeah, <class>. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think out of all the movies we watched, this this might be the most 90s, but possibly, you know. Yeah. Yeah, she even looked a lot like uh what's her face? the tank girl i thought like it just looked like uh what's that girl from that that band that 90s band oh um which one are, are we talking about cranberries or no it was oh, shit. gwen stefani oh yeah, That's what I'm thinking. yeah. <laughs> she looked a lot like her <laughs> you think about that yeah <clears throat> The only other guess I was going to think of was Joan Osborne. <laughs> giant, like, nose ring or whatever. What he thought was well <laughs> Oh, God. Um, oh, yeah, there was that, yeah, that dust shower scene, which was weird as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, and even there's another little side faction too that I forgot to mention of the Rippers. They mm. were brought up early on. Um, <clears throat> yeah. They're supposed they like she calls them demons, mutant, like they're inhuman mutants is yeah. the guess. We don't really see them until well basically where we are now is uh, uh their the water and powers one of their stations gets attacked by them. So for whatever reason, they think uh, Tank Girl can help out for some reason. I don't know why they keep thinking she's a helpful person. <laughs> she hasn't really done much but kill a bunch of their own dudes. Yeah, they basically just want to use her as bait, like because yeah. like because up to this point in the movie, like I mean, you find you find out about the Rippers during like the opening narration, but they they don't really become a problem up until like up until this point like mostly all that's happened throughout the film up to now is like you find like dead bodies of people that they've ripped up and all that stuff um but this is when they actually do something basically is the scene this this part yeah so they use her as like bait basically they, they tell her that she's going to go into this their den or something like 
go into a pothole or some sort. They even place a tracker on her. Yeah. Um, so she can't run away or something, but all hell just breaks loose immediately, anyways. They ambush everyone. Um she yeah. she just basically hides <laughs> and all the water and power people are dead and including possibly Malcolm McDowell or whatever. Yeah, she finds his arm. <clears throat> she stomps on it, calls him a butthead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Which makes sense because earlier in the movie, um actually one thing that should probably be mentioned, he tortures her in like this weird pipe thing where he like drops mm-hmm. her into like this real tiny like claustrophobic little space. Um and later on in the movie he uses it again like toward the end to another character but but that but like she already she she already had beef with him before that because he was the one that kidnapped her in the first place or took her to into the slave mines to do whatever but yeah like yeah she does she finds his severed arm at least so yep um and then the jet girl shows up. She, I don't know, hijacked a jet to help out tank oh, yeah. girl. Yeah, um, she, uh, she is actually kind of a, they, they kind of up to this point have sort of had a, t- like sort of a, what do you call it? Like a shaky, shaky friendship because like when they first like meet, it's kind of because one of the henchmen is macking on her and try and getting all aggressive. And so, like, Tank Girl kind of sticks up for her by, like, pretending that she's her lover or whatever. So that kind of starts that whole thing. But there's some tension between them because she's the one who's, like, basically the mechanic there in charge of the machinery and stuff. Because she's the only one who kind of knows how it all works. And the Tank Girl is obsessed with trying to get away with this particular tank. But it, it... non-functional according to the jet character who's played by naomi watts by the way which is interesting mm-hmm. yeah yep. Yep. <clears throat> sorry my cat was pawing at the door go on <laughs> um okay yeah they get away um and I don't know how they got to this point, but they found some other girl. I don't know where, where they land, like where they were going, but they, they eventually find they land in some, what I read her name was like submarine girl. So she might be some person in the comics, like the yeah. lady that they used, that jet had a lie detector they used on her and stuff. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I think, yeah, because I think jet, was either familiar with her hideout or the tank girl was. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, and it's like a garage as well because uh, they soup up their vehicles. The tanks yeah. all after a big old montage was yeah, the uh, tank's all cool and kind of has like a mind of its own as well. Um, she can like whistle to it and it'll come to her and self-drive and stuff throughout yeah. the rest of the movie um and we also this that lady tells them where the little girl is now at this this weird spot now i didn't see this coming at all <laughs> this next town right. they go to like it's like silver 
something. I don't know what the exact town name was, like Silver Waters or something random. Yeah. Silver Palace. I, I don't even remember exactly, but yeah, Silver something. Yeah. She's apparently a worker there, and when they get there, it's apparently some type of like strip club slash brothel of the future. Yeah. And well, there's a little dra- a little dress montage too with Tank Girl. She gets in a bunch yeah. of different dresses, but yeah, like <clears throat> she shows up kind of to infiltrate and. Yeah, it kind of randomly decides to turn into Spice World for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. Although it's kind of weird, though, because while that's happening, like, the little girl is also, she fends off this this one predator dude who, like, earlier in the movie, she got, uh, like, a a metal weapon ball thing from the tank girl, like, which I guess, I think she took it off of, like, a dead body of, like, one one of the rippers left behind um and so then she gives it to the little girl that that happens like really early on in the movie it's like a real brief bit but yeah that that comes into play at this point because i think it i think it was iggy pop is the yep. is the guy who's trying yep. to yeah yeah <laughs> which i thought was pretty it was funny. weird yeah yeah quite yeah it was quite disturbing because like the brothel what do they call them madame like the head lady that you know she's okay she's like yeah give him a little girl she's old enough to learn now but she's like 10 years old and shit so i was like whoa this is dark as fuck yeah (laughs) it's a bleak bleak future you know this crazy fashion model strip club brothel selling child prostitutes i mean it's a it's a dark movie in certain ways um Although it's mostly played for comedy, though. like it's mostly like a comedic, upbeat kind of thing to like. Yeah, it, which is kind of is. Tank. Yeah, it's an unusual sort of mixture. Yeah, Tank Girl is very like Harley Quinn like, as yeah. that snappy kind of fast pace. Even just like I don't know, she reminded me a lot of Harley Quinn, but. She kind of grated on me too because some of it wasn't that funny and just annoying and shit like that. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And actually, admittedly, this is probably my least favorite part of the movie too because this is when they decide to throw in a musical number as well. Yeah. So that's where, <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, yeah, they, so yeah. they save the little girl and briefly, briefly, yeah, and then do a dance <laughs> like this big ass showgirls dance. <laughs> yeah which you know i mean i remember because when i remember i remember when i I saw this movie when i was younger and i thought that it was pretty unusual then i didn't really think i didn't really understand that scene at all when i was a kid and i still don't understand it so she just makes her sing that song let's do it by um i can't remember but yeah cole porter no, Cole Porter, that's it, yeah. Yeah, she even says, Cole Porter, 1928. Whatever. <laughs> um, oh, and we, okay, so we're also seeing that um, McDowell is still alive as well. He's like in some surgery operating or thing, a face mask, mm-hmm. but his arm got replaced with a robot arm and 
James Hong, he shows up for a brief little cameo as one of the doctors to fix him up. Mm-hmm. Yep. And of course, Malcolm McDowell, like even though these surgeons and all these people like gave him this holographic surgery type of thing. Well, I mean, I guess I'm kind of spoiling the ending, but Spoiler! sorry. Well, well, I apologize. <laughs> um, <laughs> but even though they give him this like stuff, um, I, he still kills them, doesn't he? Or he got he kills at least one of them. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Which he just does what check. he wants. He just yeah. kills everyone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just wants that water. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a greedy water guy who just takes water from everybody and even takes water from people's bodies. You know, he's just, yeah, as evil as evil gets is the way this guy is. There's even a scene near the beginning of the movie where there's screens of these high tech maps that have all these detailed locations of where there's water left. He just breaks them, like he just smashes yeah. them with his hand. <laughs> yeah, and he forces his henchmen to walk barefoot on the glass. Yeah, and then criticizes him and calls him an idiot for doing it. But then he proceeds to do it, so it's like, yeah, you guys just nuts. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after the dance number, that little girl gets stolen by the water and power people. So you're kind of figuring out, hmm, these water and power people, they're always one step ahead mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, uh-oh, hmm, huh. there must be a twist mm. coming. I smell a twist. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't, I forget exactly how it happens, but Jet Girl and Tank Girl end up in the Ripper's lair. They get kidnapped. Um, I, they, I think it, it's, it's, in the midst of getting back to their vehicle, like after that whole thing, they're gonna like head back to the tank, and then that's when that happens. Because they, I think, they figured out where they were, tra- like, going or whatever. I I don't know exactly what the exactly, but they did. I know that they did kind of explain what what it was happening. It's just before they could really even do anything, they they get kidnapped. So. <laughs> They like sink into the ground, I think, from mm-hmm. what I recall. Mm-hmm. So. And then we finally see the Ripper because every we did get to see him a couple times, but they were in like suits of armor and shit. But now we yeah. see him, it's bizarre looking. Yeah, they, they look. Remind me of like, they remind <laughs> me of like small soldiers, you know, those little dudes. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, Gorgonites. Or just like straight up Planet of the Ape type, like the 90s one, aesthetic, mm. like aesthetically looking. But they were like, I thought they were dogs at first, but then I was like, wait, this takes, and they, they mentioned they were like their backstories that they were humans spliced with kangaroo DNA because they thought they were going to yeah. be some type of superhuman fighters. But then they, it didn't work, so they just killed them all. And they rebelled. And that's the story yeah. of the Rippers. So they're actually good guys. Yeah. Which, you know, it's pretty cool, actually, because up to that point, they actually did seem like what could have potentially been a serious threat. And even after they show up at the Rippers um, hideout, they're still, I mean, 
they like it's i mean it's possible they they could still be a threat at first anyway they at, um i was gonna yeah. say they look kind of like the kangaroo the martial arts kangaroos in um warriors of virtues is what i think they look like <laughs> which is a movie i've thought about choosing for this show but haven't yet so but watch out i might <laughs> But, um, I don't remember um, where or where or when it happens, but they both like both girls like fall or at least Tank Girl starts dating one of these kangaroo boys. Oh yeah, a bone. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's at first like when they show up at the at the hideout, the kangaroo guys want to know who they are, and it's like, what are you guys doing here? What is? It? And they give them some nitrous to make them talk. And then, um, oh, then what ends up happening is they go on assignment at some point. Like they send the two girls on assignment to uh, take pictures of the hardware that they have over there. And somewhere in between, in the midst of all this, I think it's after they get back, at once the kangaroo ripper folks uh, find out that these girls are actually, you know, worth a damn, that's when they start to bond. And that's when Tank Girl starts falling in love with the, with the one guy. They become an item. So. Yeah, they're in bed, and she has those, tank like those missile tits. <laughs> yeah, she's wearing giant missiles on her boobs, <laughs> which the film doesn't explain. But you know, it's it it's in. I the think movie. it's a comic thing. I think it's in the comics. I assume too. Yeah, that's my guess as well. Because it's a reoccurring image in the animated parts, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, there's that plot to, you know, get win the motors. Like, they're trying to get weapons. Mm-hmm. Trying to steal weapons is what the whole thing is. And it goes awry. Uh, so they have to go off the books. And they steal the... Sh- they steal the weapons with the climactic ending of you know the truck almost falling off a ledge yeah uh, but they get the weapons and they realize that uh it's all empty all the weapons there's like no weapons in them they've been had again huh they knew water and power knew somehow again yeah and and, and not only that but they also find their creator in one of the crates too yep and that sends them sends the kangaroo boys into a rage. They find yeah the creator of them, their daddies, basically, <laughs> whatever yeah. the hell that is. Yeah, yeah. And so that's when they start basically doing a funeral dance, I guess, for lack of a better word. Was that when it happened? There was a dance, another weird ass yeah. dancing with them. Yeah, I think that was when it happened. Yeah. I, I, okay. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff that happened, so it kind of gets a little confusing here and there, but I'm pretty sure that was why they were doing that. And then this basically just devolves into a final act of any action movie. They go in, go in and attack the water and power people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there's a sad moment where the the dude the one kangaroo guy who um uh up to that point he was so sort of their leader i guess um 
I mean, he was sort of the sage, I guess, of the group. I mean, all the kangaroo characters have somewhat distinct personalities. Like, unfortunately, they get kind of introduced too late into the movie for you to re- for the audience to really bond with any of them. But they do have personalities. Um, One's just iced tea. Yeah, one yeah. is essentially <laughs> just iced tea in kangaroo form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she even like like I don't know how long SVU's been going on, but like she did ask Ice Ice T's character like <laughs> Ice T's character was named T Saint as well, so it's like it's, all right. yo T Saint yeah. She asked him when what were you before you were turned into Ripper? He's like I was a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um yeah, they're little they're. Yeah, their sage leader ends up getting killed, sadly. Yep. Oh, and she she flies, like, so they have, like, a plan how they're doing it. Um, they fly in with the jet, the jet girl, but Tank Girl goes solo, but she's, like, on a paraglider following her jet thing, and that's when yeah. we get the ice tea song playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, of course, we get, I don't know. Yeah. It was a good song, uh, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a banger. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah lots of bangers. Uh, they So, yeah, the attack's going down. Um, they put the little girl, um, McDowell puts the little girl in the pipe and slowly puts water in, puts a little trickle of water in so she's, you know, there's a time limit before she drowns. Mm-hmm. Um. Of course, there had to be a time limit. He couldn't just drown the girl. Yeah. And again, so we're getting to the end part is um, uh, so up and like from when McDowell almost dies to this point, like we see him walking around a bunch, but his face is always obscured and hidden for some mm-hmm. reason. So I thought it would be like a messed up face or something. But when it's revealed, it's like no big deal. It's just McDowell. Yeah. Or so we think. <laughs> or so we think, right? Like, <laughs> but it didn't, like, it still wasn't like, it was like, the, the twist is like that he's a hologram of some sort, I think. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly how he works because she can't hit him but he can punch back like he's he's corporeal but she can't punch through him and stuff and yeah, he's using cheat codes yeah straight up i don't get it yeah and the the face like yeah it was like supposed to be a face reveal of this hologram thing but like they didn't change his face because he does show up a bunch throughout that but like in the shadows or his head was turned and stuff like that yeah. So it was like, oh, is his face messed up? Because they did mention that when he was on the operating table. It was like, oh, your face will never be the same. Mm. Or something like that. Thinking yeah. some Darth Vader type shit might occur, but no. Not quite. Yeah. Holographic hologram malarkey that didn't make any sense. Yeah, but somehow she managed to exploit his weakness. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah, so she gets in the tank because the tank just shows up because she called it like five <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah, and it finally busts through the walls and she starts shooting beer cans at him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. That was funny. Uh, but he's, you know, he's he's blocking it with his his 
mechanical arm and then so she just aims up and hits just a randomly dangling bucket of water <laughs> over his head <laughs> yeah that's great like why yeah. is that bucket of water there? <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i had convenience no yeah, I guess so. he had too much water yeah that, that was the villain's problem. He had too much water. <laughs> and he just and this turns out. Yeah. And it turns out that's his weakness. Is yeah, like malfunctions his circuitry and shit. And then she stabs him with the water extracting from people device as well, which I didn't. Again, I mean, I guess maybe his body was his body. I don't know. Yeah, what does this suck out? And just his head was I I was like, what the fuck is going on here? It's all falling apart in the last two minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it still ends with a cool little montage, I guess. I mean, it basically is over at this point, you know, more more or less. Yeah, it's over. They save the girl, (laughs) defeat the bad guys. Mm hmm. We get to see a cool little animated scene that leads us to the credits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Naomi Watts keeps getting hurt. Um, With her greasy ass hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was also kind of the twist was that like there was some kind of. Uh, oh, right. The other twist was the reason why, yeah, the they were one step ahead the whole time was because. Well, it was like a brief twist. Like, oh, Jet Girl's a betrayer? No, we we had you bugged the whole time. From I'm assuming that those tracer bullets that were shot into her way back when, so they could, yeah, she was she was basically a bug for the whole time. Like she was bugged, yeah. So that's the twist, you know. I mean, I saw it coming, but you know, oh well. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even really notice. I just yeah. thought it was typical bad guys pulling the upper hand, making yeah. the movie go. <laughs> I think the. I think the. I think they actually spoil. I. I feel like they accidentally spoiled it near the beginning of the movie, or, or not near the. Beginning, I think but they. Near, yeah, go on. Yeah, I think they do too. I think they like are listening in on some conversation at one point of with yeah. them. Yeah, I just don't remember when, but I do know yeah. that happens at one point. So, but yeah, so that's that's Tank Girl. Yeah, yeah. not bad. Yeah, mm. better than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, definitely better than people gave, like gave it credit for at the time. I would say I, I think it wasn't very critically well liked. So. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I know, and I do know that it was like a pretty big budget movie too. So maybe like it's like the type of thing where people are like, "Oh, what's a, what a waste of money!" Blah, 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 you know, type of stuff. So yeah, it was twenty-five million. That's pretty big for the '90s, for the mid '90s in particular. Ninety-seven, you said. Ninety-five. So, oh, maybe ninety-five. So pre-Titanic. I mean, yeah, that's pretty big. Oh, and a comic book movie too. Yeah. So only made uh only made six million. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty big Rough. flop. Yeah. yeah, it's a hard sell. 
or at least it was at the time. Maybe it wouldn't be these days, but I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say it's pretty. I'd say it's worth a watch if you're bored. It's like yeah, there's it's like basically Harley Quinn and Mad Max setting. <laughs> yeah, without the Joker, and Batman shit. Um, yeah, if you were, like yeah, some all right stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I I uh, I've I've watched this movie at least at least a few times i it, it was a movie i watched more at least more than once when i was a kid because it was one of the only movies that both my sister and i could actually like agree on and both enjoy because she liked this movie a lot too most of the movies i watched she would usually just walk out of like before <laughs> she didn't like most of my movies but um yeah for some reason this is one that like she and i really bonded over so I don't know. I kind of love it, actually, in a way. Like, even though it is kind of... It is a strong female, strong pro-female type movie with badass ladies kicking ass and shit. Yeah. Definitely has some feminist themes that I can appreciate here and there that are, you know, pretty cool for the time. Like, and I don't know. I think in some ways this movie is actually more interesting than a lot of like comic book movies that come out today. Like, I mean, there's definitely problems with it, but I feel like I just, I don't know. I like the practical effects. I like that it doesn't have all the CGI stuff. I like that it's just, I don't know. It just has its own little style, you know, which I, I feel like maybe people have kind of taken influence from since then or, you know, maybe evolved since the movie came out but i don't know it was pretty cool for the time it, i would imagine so. yeah. yeah what about you zach what'd you think of it that was enjoyable i uh i like the how 90s it was yeah it's got that yeah. weird that i don't know that weird type of humor that was only in the 90s mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely so i gave it a three all right yeah i gave it a, i'll give it like a three yeah three sounds good yeah as much as i complained about the main character she was kind of funny and interesting and badass yeah she definitely had an exasperating type of wit that like i could imagine if people didn't enjoy that type of thing like this movie would probably get pretty old after a while you know um i'd give it a probably a three as well maybe even a four i don't know i just have to kind of consider it but i uh yeah i think it's pretty good actually still i'll bump mine up to three and a half yeah yeah (laughs) cool yeah i could have used the sex scene i think between her and the kangaroo yeah, I don't know why. I just feel like this movie could have used that something about it. Just would have felt right for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it would have been gross, but still, you know. I mean, we got to make their relationship believable somehow. You know, we gotta we gotta see the beauty of of their connections. You know, so. it could have made it comedic enough to work. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but I don't know. You know, maybe maybe in the remake, 
<laughs> All right. Well, I guess that just about does it for these 90s pictures. Um, so it is October, which means Halloween is somewhere somewhere in this month, right? Last time I checked. Yeah. So uh, you guys want to choose some Halloween movies to talk about next time? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, cool. Who wants to go first? I can go. Okay. So mine's uh, not necessarily Halloween, but a haunted attraction hmm. movie. Uh, House of Horrors, Gates of Hell. Excellent. That's a badass title. <laughs> oh, interesting. Because I remember you mentioned that. And I thought you were going to choose one that I might choose, but okay. we'll see. What did you choose, Kristen? Oh, I chose uh, Cemetery of Terror. Okay. I think it's, uh, I want to say it's like a Spanish movie, something like that. I'm not sure, but I'm choosing that one. Okay. Um, hmm. I, I just wrote down a bunch. I don't know which one I should choose now. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this was, yeah, let me, let me look one up real quick. Because um, the one came out not too long ago. The one I was thinking that you were, because you mentioned attractions, uh, Hellfest. Oh, yeah. Uh, that came out not that long ago. I was thinking about that one. Did you uh, did you see that one or? I've seen Hellfest, yeah. I have not. Okay. Hmm. So I'm, I was more leaning towards. It has the same vibe. Shit, which one was it? Now I wrote all these fucking ones. I wrote them down. But I, uh, I think it was this one. Night of the Demons. Yeah, that's eighty-eight. Eighty-eight ones. Okay, and yeah, it was a couple. Oh, really? <laughs> I think one's a remake. I think so, yeah. But yeah, that sounds good. Night of the Demons, 88. Oh, there's a remake too. Hmm. Which one now has <laughs> another decision? <laughs> if it has the same plot, I guess. Should, did you see either of them? I haven't. I haven't seen I haven't seen any of them either. So. Then I'll choose the remake. Okay. Cool. Like, oh nine nice because it does have the same okay yeah they go to a halloween party thing yeah so nice all right let's get demonic <laughs> <laughs> can't wait that sounds cool night of the demons yeah yeah awesome all right and i think i'm i forget what year mine was made i didn't even look actually it might have been the 70s i i I think it's the 80s. Um, 85? Yeah, I think it might be that. So Ruben Galindo Jr.? Possibly. Does does it have the word Halloween in the plot summary? Uh, Just a second. Okay. What was your your pick? Cemetery of Terror. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. And then 
Wait, what the hell was yours? Demon Knights or Demon something? Night uh, of the Demons. Oh, yeah, no, yours was Night of the Demon, but what was your Horror House Horror Night? <laughs> that what it was uh, called? House of Horrors, Gates of Hell. Oh, that's okay. I was way <laughs> off. <laughs> House of Horrors, Gates of Hell. Got it. All right. And yeah, Cemetery of Terror does say Halloween in the okay, description. Cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah, whichever one that is, that's the one I'm choosing. <laughs> another one uh vinegar syndrome put out (laughs) oh excellent all right good well (laughs) sweet then this could this could be all kinds this this could be anything it could be either um it could be uh deadly games or it could be an ice cream man it's yeah it's a real roll of dice a gem or a pile of shit yeah (laughs) you never quite know it's vinegar syndrome you know they did do that New Year's Evil movie, after all. So. <laughs> all right. Oh no, not New Year's Evil. Evil. Uh, Bloody New Year. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was what it was called. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, I think our brains are fried. So let's let's call it a night. Have a good yep. night, everybody. <laughs> Have a good one. See ya.